Bald and blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene. Know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior, your host from Australia. And with me, as always, is Daisy Pap, International Excellence Coach from the Florida Keys. Hi, Daisy. Hi, my dear friend, Kathy. So good to see you. Good to hear you. And it is so exciting to announce that we now have listeners in 62 countries. We do. It's growing. <laughs> and I am so humbled and I'm so grateful. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you, people in Colombia and those who referred our podcast to those in Colombia, because we are one human family and we all have specific needs that we have as a common denominator. And our podcast show, I truly believe humbly, is exactly showing us that. I absolutely 100% agree. And with that in mind, I've picked a human topic today that I think will be super interesting and that hopefully people can relate to. I want to talk about resilience today, Daisy. Well, let's do it. Let's speak about resilience then. Good. Great topic. I agree. Yeah, I think it's a great topic too. And to me, resilience means being able to bounce back from mm -hmm. adversity, do something to overcome it, but get back on track. And I think that the real reason I really want to bring it up as a topic is because I see people get stuck and I want to help them with this resilience because I think this concept could help them get themselves unstuck. We've always said it's fine to have these emotions and feel what you're feeling, but we don't want you to get stuck there. Yeah, let's talk about resilience. Have you got more to add to what it is, do you think, Daisy? Well, I believe we can all go and look up the definition in specific dictionaries. Nevertheless, I truly believe it is something subjective as well, how we do it. Because what works for you may not work for me and what works for me may work for Susan and what works for Susan doesn't work for neither one of us, but it works for Joey and what works for Joey doesn't work for Mike and so forth. But because we're humans, mind-body connection, there are some specific tools that we all can use and that will help all of us. Well, that's good news. I was a bit worried there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I just pop it out at this point because we don't have to wait until the end of the podcast to reveal what it is, actually. We can change our physiology most of the time. And when we change our physiology, everything shifts. Imagine children. Just visualize children in front of you. Oh, mommy, they took my fire truck. Okay, honey. Well, maybe Joey gives it back to you or maybe not. And then it lasts a few minutes. It may be some children are a little bit expansive on that. But sooner than later, they will bounce back and then they just play with something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe as humans have the capability of that. 
of the resilience to bounce back yeah. and shift our focus yeah. and shift our physiology. Therefore, also shift the language because that's the triangle I want to refer to. Okay. For example, when I continuously focus on the problem, wherever my focus goes, everything grows. When I take my focus away from the problem, it does not necessarily mean that I'm denying the existence of it. And it also doesn't mean that it goes away. I spoke to a very dear friend of mine. You know him, actually. He's 79 years old and he's a gentleman and he's very smart and he's still really doing brain yoga and he's exercising with his brain. He is so sharp like a blade. I spoke with him the other day and he said to me, oh, yeah, I bought this new machine for the kitchen and I'm trying to put it together. And for some reason, it seems I can't see and can't figure out how to fit it. And I said, well, maybe sleep over it next morning. Maybe you will see it with a fresh brain. Guess what? I spoke with him tonight and he tells me, oh, guess what? I figured it out. I tried to put it in reverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now here's the thing that the problem itself did not solve itself by him taking his focus away. But by him taking the focus away, he reaccessed his creativity. And with a fresh brain, we look at a challenge in a different way. Yes. Most likely, most often. Yes. So when we shift our focus, it is oftentimes challenging to shift our focus because the problem seems so gigantic and we just see that mountain in front of us where we only see that one and single problem, don't even focus on anything else, which also could be maybe a challenge or problem seeking solutions. (laughs) But when we shift our physiology, meaning imagine a depressed human being. There's a specific body language going with that. Have you ever seen a depressed human being in that very moment being and remaining depressed while they're cheering up because their band was just performing the greatest concert of all times or their favorite sports team just wins the competition like here in the US, the Super Bowl in that very moment? They cannot be depressed when they are cheering up and they have their fists and arms up and they say, yay, fantastic, yay. (laughs) So that shows us clearly that our physiology has an impact on our focus. So by physiology, I just want to clarify, Mm -hmm. you mean the physical body? Yes, the expression of the physical body, meaning so how I stand. A depressed human being usually has their head down, chin down. Mm. They look down. Yeah. Don't make eye contact, sort of slump shoulders, might drag their feet. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because the mind cannot be positive and negative at the same time, we want to use that for our benefit. Yeah. When we speak about resilience and bouncing back. Yeah. I know for sure in my life, resilience was actually what made me survive the many struggles and trauma that I faced at a very young age that then continued in different aspects. But the resilience itself, and now I will do it against all the odds. When I'm doing something against all the odds, it requires more energy than what brought me into the current situation. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. So therefore, when it sounds funny, and it maybe looks funny, and I'm not suggesting doing it at all times, at all costs. But when you're alone, do it, if you can, jumping jacks. 
When I feel, oh, I'm so tired and I have two more big chores to finish for the day, I do a few jumping jacks. It brings me out of the current physiology, the physical state. So I'm energizing myself and then I go and complete as best as I can. Hmm? Yeah. You think that's helpful? Yeah, I think that's very helpful. That explains how you can use your physical body to change your state of mind. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. absolutely correct. Because body-mind connection, mind-body connection yeah. is consistent. Yeah. It's a constant. And we can even try it out. I do it with my clients. I tell them, okay, do as if you were extremely bored at this very moment. And then they frown and then their lower lip comes a little bit more out and then the chin goes down and the shoulders and the head comes a little bit to front and oh, I'm bored. Oh, and now mm. very important aspect that then they also think the matching thoughts. But the first thing that they usually do is change their body language, their physiology. Yeah. Actors, by the way, are greatly trained in that because if somebody gives the command to cry, What's the first thing they do? They change their body language. They change their physiology. Yes, right. Yes. And I've heard of the different types of acting, like method acting. And then that's, I think, where they get into character and they just stay into character for the whole time they're making the movie. It's trippy. Like I've always really admired actors for that ability to, I guess, come across as authentic But I also know that's not what it looks like while you're making the movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nothing like that at all there. You know, it's all edits. Anyway, yeah. carry on. <laughs> I'm actually working with two actors. And one is very fortunate because that client of mine works in movies. The other client of mine works in theaters, which, of course, over the past few years, it was really disastrous because the theaters closed. Nevertheless, they were still rehearsing for specific acts. Now, the problem with that particular actor is that he needs to remain in that dramatic, sad, depressive role that he's playing over a long period of time. And guess what? It has an extreme impact on him on his personal life, his private life, his well-being mentally and mm. physically. So it's a challenge, especially when actors play a specific role that's not really a happy role over a long period of time. Yeah. Actors in the movies have it better in this regard. But so let's go back. When you see an actor, they really, as you said, they walk, they talk, they think like them, or that's how it comes across. And that is how they actually get into that role. So the very important aspect now to add is the language. Yes. When I'm focusing on the mountain in front of me, which I blew up a little bit out of proportions, maybe because I'm focusing on it and wherever my focus goes, everything grows. Mm, then I also will not only match my physiology to it, which already is, because that's number one. But I also will adjust my speech. I'm not necessarily saying that everyone is speaking out loud, but many people do the self-talk. And as we all do have, based on scientific findings, 70,000 thoughts a day, of which over 98% are repetitive or negative. Now imagine what we're doing to ourselves. So when we shift our physiology first, 
than the focus or the language. Everything changes. Can you see that? Would not the focus go first? The problem is when I first try to change the focus, it's much harder to do than when I change my physiology. Mm. When I change my physiology, yay, then my focus is elsewhere, longer on the problem. Yeah. Maybe by changing your physiology, your focus goes with it anyway. And so obviously it's going to snap you out of that thought pattern that you had going on there. And so that's really the result we want because then we can give our brain a little bit of space to process it and come back to it later. And then often we'll come up with solutions naturally and we'll be more positively predisposed to finding a solution, I think, than if we had stayed in it in the moment and allowed a negative focus, say, or some negative self-talk. And that would have prevented the creativity that's possible Mm -hmm. to solve the problem. Very well said to snap out of it. Now, there is another very simple technique, and I mentioned it in other podcast episodes as well. Fake smile for 60 seconds. You cannot possibly remain in the same focused state of mind when you fake smile for 60 seconds. It's impossible. Yeah, remind our listeners, maybe they haven't heard the other one, physiologically why that works. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, behind our cheek muscles are some nerves that are pushed while we fake smile like this now. You can hear me talk like that. She's smiling back, by the way. And when our muscles in the cheeks pushes these nerves, it sends a signal to the brain. Ah, be happy. Don't worry. So cool. (laughs) It does. It does really work. Yes. How can we train resilience? I believe it is a good idea to have a look how we can train our resilience. Have you heard of people who were able to overcome a deadly illness and they were given maybe two months or six months and they recovered completely? I have heard of people like that, yes. I met a few. And I wanted to know how did they do it? Because I like to model what works, copy-paste to other situations then. Yeah. And I like to learn from the best And to me, it is a great proof when someone overcomes something like that. Actually, it happens in a single moment, their determination that I'm getting out of this. And that determination changed their physiology by expression, even when they were laying in bed and were laying in bed, let's say, for the past two years. And they still got out of bed. And no one had predicted that ever being possible. It was this one specific moment in their life where they said, okay, so now, no, I'm over with it and I'm over it and I'm going to change it. And then they, because when they were laying in bed, of course, there was no cheering up and yay. But what they did, they started watching funny comedies. They read jokes. They asked their friends to read jokes to them. Hmm? So they shifted their focus, which then helped them no longer focus on their illness or ailment, Mm -hmm. which then lowered the stress levels. When the stress levels lower, then the self-healing can kick in much easier. It's a long process. There are many beautiful books out there and testimonies of people who did that with medical records. So it's not just a woo-woo storytelling. Okay, it sounds like a great story. These are real life stories. 
humans who are still alive. And it is fascinating to read how they do it and how they did it. And what they then did is they stuck with it. They didn't give up. Mm. I was going to say, you speak of a determination, like a decision that they're going to beat it or they're going to achieve this thing. And then I would say that's like deciding to have this self-belief because you need that belief to keep you focused on that being the goal. When you say they didn't focus on their illness anymore, so the other side of that is to focus on healing and being a healthy self and doing all the things you can to do that. So then there must be a belief underneath that you are capable of that, of healing yourself. I am uncertain if the belief comes first because I do believe that the determination is much more important. And even when someone lays in bed and cannot move, cannot walk, cannot get out of bed because they're so sick and so ill, what they can do, they can click with their fingers to a rhythm that is also shift in physiology. Therefore, the focus must shift as well. And then again comes the persistence of that, sticking with it. The self-belief, I'm uncertain if that is really number one. Because without a determination, I can believe in whatever I want. No, I'm not putting it in front of the determination. I think it needs to follow. I think that the determination on its own is fine, but I think that to actually achieve something of a big magnitude, I do think personally there needs to be some sort of belief behind it. Very interesting because when I hear belief, to me also comes to mind faith. Yes, and I mean it that way interchangeably, but I deliberately don't use the word faith because I don't want it confused with anything religious because that's not what the faith I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the belief, mm -hmm. but yes. Yeah. yeah, and then comes the repetition. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. So how will we be able to bounce back from where we're at right now, individually, subjectively? Well, we will not be able to bounce back how we bounced in. I believe that's natural law. Therefore, I'm not referring to analyzing it, but to acknowledging what brought us here. Oh, now that's going to be a tricky one for some people. So don't analyze it, just acknowledge it. Yeah. When I overanalyze, then usually there comes some guilt and shame along with it. All these questions, oh, why did I do that? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Why did it happen to me? Why always me? Of course it happens to me. So these questions and sentences, so you see the language. Hmm? Mm -hmm. I find the word sentence, by the way, very interesting because we sentence ourselves oftentimes by our sentences. Hmm? <laughs> yes, words matter. We did an episode on that. If you have not heard it yet, guys, <laughs> go look that one up. You have such a great memory in all the topics that we did and you can so timely recall it to the point. I usually know their names. I have no idea what number they are. <laughs> okay, acknowledging. When I continue analyzing, let's say we're moving on a spiral and there are only two directions we can go. We can either go up or we can go down. When I analyze, it's wearing me down. Mm. When I acknowledge it, then I say, okay, so this is what got me here. And I'm not going to entertain any longer what got me here. So I'm not going to support any longer that status. 
or that state of mind. I need to be careful when I say state because <laughs> we are not speaking about geographics or countries or republics or kingdoms. Okay, so we've got a spiral. We can either go down or up. Yes. Analyzing would naturally make us go down. I'm not speaking for someone who is, let's say, working as a chemist in a lab, that analyzing brings them naturally down. I'm referring to us as humans. When I'm overanalyzing, it is exhausting. I hoped that was obvious. Yes, talking about at processing our own feelings. Yes, and thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, but when I acknowledge, I recognize and then I acknowledge. Okay, so this is what brought me here. Now what I had the power to do, what brought me here, I also have the power not to do. Yes. So when I acknowledge it and I say, okay, this is what happened and then move on. I'm not saying it's always easy, but I say that there are methods that you can use and utilize, tools that every one of us can do. Yes. Resilience is trainable. How can we train it? Play bored. Do as if you were extremely bored. Please show me. Her facial expression shows me clearly that she's bored. <laughs> and now that's exactly what you did. You snapped out of it. You can snap yourself out of it. How do you do that? Change your physiology. Yeah. Rub your hands, click with your fingers, fake smile, get up, do jumping jacks, turn around 360, do a 360, yeah. get up, sit down again, get up, sit down again, leave the scene, come back to it. Things will look different. I pat my cat, I put a song on, I'll go outside, check the mail, all really easy, simple things that just change your focus. What did it require beforehand, though? Physiology. Yes. And before that, your determination, I'm not yes. going to stay in this state of mind and in this state of thinking and in this state of focus because it's wearing me down, it's exhausting, and I am not going to solve anything with that state of mind. Yeah. So the determination, then you change your physiology, anyone can do it. So please, dear listeners, do as if you were extremely bored. It's so boring because it's boring and it's so boring and you're so bored and you're even more bored. And now snap yourself out, smile, say yes, put your hands up, get up, do a jumping jack, rub your hands. You can train that and you can easily become better at getting out, snap out of it faster. It's almost like a muscle. I'm not going yes. to win the world championship in muscle building, in bodybuilding overnight. I train my muscles extremely consistently. Hmm? Let's use our brains and do that too. Train your brain, I suggest. Mm. I wish to inspire you, dear listeners. I love it. So I'm going to summarize because we covered so much today. That's super, super helpful. And so... Correct me if I get it out of order. <laughs> this is what I've got. This is what I've come to after the discussion. We've hit some adversity and it's triggered us perhaps and we don't want to get stuck in the emotion that evolved from that. I think that's our starting point. Mm -hmm. So first we're going to acknowledge that it's happened without analysing it too much. We're just going to acknowledge here we are 
Yes, but for me to bounce back, first needs to come the determination. I don't like this state of mind. I don't like what I'm in. I want to change something. That's a determination. So we have an acknowledgement of here we are. We don't like where we are. And so then we make a determination that we're going to change it. Mm -hmm. Imagine you're having a triangle in front of you. And each of the points of the triangle represents one of the three. Yeah. Physiology, language, focus. These are the three points. Okay. Yes. So it doesn't matter which one's first. Physiology is first because that's the easiest to get out, to bounce out. Right. So after we've made the determination, then we change our physiology and then our language and our focus goes with that. It will change. And then I can support, after I shifted my physiological state, (laughs) then it becomes easier to shift my focus and to change the language. Yes. But physiology is actually what brings us out. It snaps us out. We can physically snap out of it. Yes. And there's a million ways to do that. Yes. So the key is to remember that your mind cannot be positive and negative at the same time. Yes. Awesome. Another really great tool for snapping out of things is to do the fake smile because it physiologically works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And we also want you to train this skill like a muscle because you'll get better at it and you'll be able to move yourself and get unstuck faster the more you do it. awesome. What a great recap. Brava. Yes. Thank you, Daisy. Very well done. That was two pages of notes today. What a fantastic episode. I'm super happy that we've been able to do an episode that's so full of tools people can use right now because I think that right now they need them. So very happy. Thank you, Daisy. Any final words for our audience? Yes. Even if you right now don't need it, nevertheless, train yourself because then you will be ready in case you will need it and you will be happy to have it handy. Hmm? I have tools in my shed. I have all sorts of tools from a saw over a chainsaw. I never used it, but nevertheless, other people use it when they come and work here in the yard. But it's good to have it. That doesn't mean I have to use it at all times. But when I know how to use it, it's good to have it. And to maintain them. Yes. So that they're ready for use. Absolutely. Good analogy. Love it. That's it from us today. Make sure you share Bold and Blonde with your friends and family and spread the love. 62 countries and counting. We'll see where we are next month. And please help us to remain ad-free. We need your help. Please help us to remain ad-free. Thank you. And it's super easy to do that, guys. You just jump over to baldandblonde.live. You can support us by going to the top of the page and you could also visit our store where we have empowering audio programs, Daisy's books, and loads more stuff there for you guys. That's it from us today. We are Bold and Blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution Podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.